We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Hi, hi, hi. It's me, Nicole. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to Why Won't You Date Me? You're supporting a black artist. Um, and uh, there's many other black artists that you can support as well. Um, and then there's just like black people you can just support. Uh, <laughs> it's a weird to like tell you to support black people, but like it's a thing that maybe someone needed to hear if you live in LA there's a link in my bio of my Instagram and my Twitter that has a link to black owned restaurants in LA that you can help support um there's another link that just says more places to help black people and it leads you to a homeless black trans women fund Arabs and Muslims for black lives black businesses in LA um black businesses that you can buy now from anti-racist reading then AACP legal defense fund um, that's just some of them. There's another link <laughs> that says, uh, looking to help black people. And that's got George Floyd's Memorial Fund, Breonna Taylor's Justice Fund, Justice for David McGanty. Um, there's just a whole lot of good people doing really great things to help black people because until the, you know, the people in charge can say black lives matter, you know, until change comes from up top, we have to do a lot of stuff ourselves. Another thing you can do just in person is if you hear someone saying something racist or you see a microaggression happen and a microaggression is when you maybe touch a black person's hair because you've never seen it before or you question why you can't say the N word as a white person. Like if you see that shit happening, call it out, you know, call out racism when you see it. Um, we got to be the change, um, in order for other people to give a fuck, you got to give a fuck. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> I hope that this episode brings happiness. Um, it was recorded a little bit ago before, you know, the world we're living in right now where there's protests every day, which I think is really great. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say other than black lives matter. And uh, hopefully shit changes. Why won't you date me? Why won't you date me? Why won't you date me? 
Don't You Date Me, a podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could come all over my Q-tips and force me to clean my ears with it. Today. Girl, you know that is definitely somebody's kink out there. Someone is like, oh my God, I found her. She's the one. They're like, oh my God, I've been dying to come all over Q-Tips. <laughs> oh boy, my guest today, you know her, you love her. She was on RuPaul's Drag Race. She won RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. Woo. She's got a talk show called The Exchange Rate and a podcast with Bob the Drag Queen called Sibling Rivalry. It is Monet Exchange. Nicole Meyer. I can't oh. believe I'm on your podcast. Yay. I'm so excited to have you. I've wanted you for a very long time, but you are busy, booked and blessed. Girl, trying to be, especially with this uh, Corona 5 situation, trying my oh, best boy. to stay busy and do things. But it's honestly, it's so hard to stay motivated <laughs> when I'm not like actively like have a thing I have to do for the show or whatever. I'm literally just in bed and I'm like, you have to move. It is yes. 3.30 p.m. Uh-huh. You, at some point, you have to get out of the bed. You cannot stay here all day because that is gross. What time do you, what time have you been waking up during the Rona? You know, it's, it's varied. When I have stuff to do, I'll like try to wake up by like 1130. But if I, but outside of that, so except for Tuesdays and uh, Friday and Thursdays, I'm normally getting out of bed around 233. Mm-hmm. So I mean, same, same. <laughs> but my roommates, they like get up and they're doing things. So I'll be listening and I'm like. Uh, okay i should get up <laughs> i should live life inside my house the guilt i know everyone is like the pressure it's like well they can be the only ones getting the shit done right. <laughs> but i'm like what is everyone doing we're all just sitting and looking at walls well uh one of them has a job so he's like doing his job oh work well also y'all are in la so at least y'all have greenery and like mm. things to and y'all have sunshine. It has rained in New York for the past like four fucking days. And it's cold again. Really? It's gonna snow tomorrow. Girl. What? Yeah, yes. I thought we were done with snow. It was like like a week or so ago. It was like about 75 degrees. And it's like this beautiful, sunny Central Park looked like fucking Coachella. Like everyone was out living their lives. <laughs> and now it's gonna snow tomorrow. I'm like, this is this is ridiculous. this is wild. I can't. This is nuts. It is May. It's going to snow in New York. The apocalypse is happening. There's murder hornets <laughs> flying on in. Murder hornets. Oh, you bitch, you, you're on, you're on the, the West Coast. They're they, they, they mm-hmm. coming on down to California. They're coming on down to say hello. <laughs> I was like, I'm so horny. And then the good Lord said, I'll send you some hornets. And I'm like, you misheard me. You misheard me. I'm looking for dick not to be stung by a murder hornet. I saw a video of a murder hornet killing um, a rat. And I was like, well, okay, well, maybe there's something out of these murder hornets that you, that New York would benefit from. Because it, it took that rat down in about, the video was like uh, 33 seconds long. And the rat, the, the rat just could not shake this murder hornet. And the murder hornet was taking that goddamn stinger and inject. I'm like, well, same. Honestly, I wish someone was injecting me with their hornet. But it was crazy. They're scary. They're like three inches big. They're, oh, mm-mm. This is not right. I know. This 2020 has been um, truly a wild fucking ride, man. Yeah, yeah. But I maintain 
2020 is my year. I think it's going to start in October. You know, I got a little bit of time to ease up into it being my year. Also, I was like, this is shit left over from 2019. Uh, you it's called COVID-19, not, uh, not COVID-20. It didn't start this year. This bullshit from last year being like, I ain't done yet. I ain't done yet. Yeah, the COVID, um, um, this, all this shit are like all your like residual party guests. So like, all right, everyone has to go on. They're like, uh-oh, we not done. We got some other shit to do. No, 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 grind. We to go home again. Uh-huh. Like, what's 2020 like, go? It's your loudest, most out of control friend. You're like, you have to leave. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's Ra- it was like, Rachel, it's time to go. No, I'm fucking done. Like, Rachel, take your white ass home. <laughs> Uh, uh, are you quarantining alone or do you have a roommate no I am I'm quarantining all by my lonesome and mm. so I have friends that like check like Bob will like call me like once a week he's like girl I worry about you I'm like why he's like well you like by yourself he's like if you were to like die or something was to happen to you like no one would know and I'm like okay well there are people who love and care for me besides you um, the people if I die someone would know and um, I'm also getting I'm also getting a, um, a cat soon. I just I'm on the road to getting a pussy cat, oh, and I'm very yay. excited. A sphinx. What kind? A sphinx. A what? A sphinx. <laughs> I don't even know what that looks like. Oh, they're the um, they're the hairless cats. Oh no, ma'am, them are scary. <laughs> no, they scare me so much. Why do they scare you? They just they don't look right. <laughs> they look ill. Also, I mean, I'm sure they're cute. And I also, I thought people were shaving their cats to look like no, that. No, no. It's a breed of cats. I know. No, 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 no. It's a breed of cats. They're the Sphinx. They come in like, um, they come in white people nude. And they come in like <laughs> a, a, a marble kind of black and nude. And there's like the black one. I really want a black Sphinx mm-hmm. cat. It's going to be black and bald just like me. Um, yes. But I couldn't find a breeder because they're, they're really hard to find a pounds and stuff, obviously. And the reason, mm-hmm. the reason why I'm getting one is because I'm, I'm, I have some cat allergy from being a kid. It's gotten better. So I I, I wanted a hairless cat. Even though they're not hypoallergenic, mm-hmm. they're less likely to pass the enzyme on because mm, of... Uh, to make you sneeze. Exactly, and stuff like that. So I'm getting a Sphinx cat in six weeks. Oh, this is so exciting. Have you picked out a name? Or are you going to wait to see the cat and be like, this is it? You know, I I have a name I'm actually thinking of. I want, I, I'm thinking of Colleen. I feel like my cat is going to be a Colleen. So that's the name I'm leaning on. So I'm going to wait to make the final decision until she's here. I love that. Colleen is a great name for right. a cat. Colleen, what are you doing? Colleen, you better eat your food, Colleen. That's, <laughs> that's really funny. It's such a good name. I do. I have two dogs. One's name is Clyde. I knew Clyde that. Is, yes. Yes. Uh huh. He's a little, uh, how do you say, gremlin. <laughs> like yesterday I was outside. I looked inside and he was just standing on the coffee table. Oh, and no. I, I was like, get off the coffee. He's so rude. <laughs> and then the other one, Charlie, is just... I think he he is a man trapped in a dog's body, like some witch trapped him in there because he refuses to fetch. He doesn't do anything. He's very moody. You're like, all right, go upstairs, go to bed. And he's like, you're, like, you're growling at me. I just want you to go to bed. He's very rude sometimes. Love that. Monet, are yes. you single, taken, or... Who's to say? Nicole Byer, I am single as fucking Jackie Cox's beard is long, okay? <laughs> I am single 
AF and dating in this world. You know this, traveling and trying to mm-hmm. date people and doing things on TV is just, it's like a minefield of bullshit that you're constantly mm-hmm. dodging. And I just don't have, I mean, I do have the time, but the time isn't finding me. So here I am, Fair. girl, just alone right now. <laughs> have you tried to date during this pandemic? You know, that that just does not speak to me. You know, people are like, well, you can still get on Grindr and, like, have conversation. First of all, bitch, no, Grindr <laughs> is for to get your dick sucked, okay? Uh-huh. Like, that's what, I, I mean, And I, but again, I know so many friends who found love on Grindr, and I have, I, I've gotten into two relationships from Grindr in the past before, mm-hmm. so, like, I get it. But I, but I, I was never going with the intention of dating or something romantically. I went for... Oh, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And it changed mm-hmm. to something else. So I feel like going in like, oh, I'm going to meet someone during quarantine that we're going to chat and we're going to meet one day and get married. Like, I'm like, I don't think that's going to be a thing. <laughs> and I don't like online dating apps either. I don't like them either. But then I'm like, how will I ever meet somebody if I'm not doing an app? I know. Well, you know, I've heard of this and you probably know because you are you know, um, on Netflix and the comedy specials and all the things in the world. I heard that there, there are these like secret celebrity dating apps that you be on and stuff like that. Like, no. like it's, it's like only for celebrities. Nobody's invited me. <laughs> no one has let me know. This is very mean. Are you on a secret celebrity dating app? No, I am not, girl. I wish. <laughs> no. But I've, I've, I've heard of this. They have these like secret celebrity dating apps, and it's like only for celebrities, and they don't ever pass on the information to other people, and it's only for like celebrity people to meet other celebrity people. Wait, are you talking about Raya? Oh, it, I mean, I don't know the name. Is that it? I don't know. There's one that was like allegedly for celebrities, and I applied to be on Raya. Famously, was waitlisted for two years. Wait, you have and to get they, wait. Li- oh yes, my god! You get waitlisted. You have to have um, someone like vouch for you who's already on the app. It's like a whole thing, and then you get on it, and everyone's a DJ from Australia <laughs> or like an Instagram model who's like catfishing you. Work. Wait, so you so on this little secret super dating app? They still have catfishing <laughs> people on there? I'm sure they do. Right. I, I've only gone on one date from Raya and that person, I think I told this on the podcast, but whatever. Uh, I'm not dating right now. I'm not talking to anybody new. <laughs> but uh, they asked me to read their script and I was like, this is not, I'm not here for this. No. I want my booty hole licked. I don't want to read your booty hole script. Uh, <laughs> I was very upset about it. Wait, are women into getting the booty holes um, kissed? Yes. Oh, I love that. Thank you. (laughs) Well, you know, I have to say, so, you know, I am born and raised in Brooklyn. I have lots of beautiful, strong female black friends. And a lot of them shower from the butt stuff. They're like, nah, I'm not. I'm not done with the butt stuff. Like, I don't know. A lot of black people don't like butt stuff. Yeah. Like the straight black. Not not gay black men. The straight black people. Oh, God. Claim they don't like the butt (laughs) stuff. There was like a whole thing on Insecure, I think, where Issa was trying to do some butt stuff. And everyone was talking about it. I was like, what? What is what is the conversation? Lick the booty hole. <laughs> Isn't that a whole song? Eat, eat the booty, eat the booty like groceries. Just we're, we're, it's 2020. Lick the booty hole. Why would you ignore the booty hole? I think that's Trey Songs. And bitch, I if he wanted to see fucking lick between his toes, I would. Okay, <laughs> he could wear fucking football cleats for three months. He's like Monet, get down there, please. How long, sir? Stomp on my face and whatever. Absolutely. Stomp on my face. Stomp so on whatever. my face. Oh my god, are you? You know, you know what? 
I am a big Insecure fan. I love, I love, 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 love Insecure. And the episode when she was dating the D, the producer guy and he like nutted on her face. I was like, girl, look at that man. <laughs> you bitch. What? Honey? Yeah. And she was upset about it, right? So mad. She was so mad about it. She was like, I can't, like she she like got it. She wanted to like have a physical altercation with him. I was like, girl, that is a gift. Okay. Yes. I just don't <laughs> understand why like some things are okay. Like, what are we supposed to just like have missionary sex? You come and side mirror in a condom and then we like shake hands and we leave Boo. no come on my face <laughs> eat my asshole let's get nasty Nicole, i love you so much <laughs> well i think some straight women have issues with booty hole licking because they're like i don't know if he washes himself and i'm like well why are you dating a dirty ass man um, hello and that's so weird i think i saw like a some type of video recently about a guy who oh yeah it was on tiktok this girl was telling like a story and again who knows if it's a real or not but she was dating this guy and um, she, the con- the conversation came up about if he um, washed his butt. And he was like, what do you mean if did I wash him? And she's like, did you like, sp- bitch, did you spread <laughs> your cheeks? And did you like, get, let some water get back there? And he was like a 25-year-old man. He was like, no, I would never do that. That's I'm, I'm like, so tw- for 25 years of life, you have never <laughs> washed between your ass cheeks? Absolutely were they, not. Were they white? They were white, yes. I have learned. So on my other podcast with Sashir, we asked almost like everyone who was left working in the office we were like, do you use a washcloth? Do you use a loofah? Mm. A lot of them were like, soap in hand, washing your body. No! And we were like, no, you no, have no, to no, use a cloth. No, washcloth. Or so, you have to use a tool. And then we asked uh, one of the girls, uh, I was like, do you wash your butt? And she was like, I've never washed my butt. And I was like, <gasps> That is what? so crazy to me. That is so, so. But here's a trick. If you are dating a guy, straight, but gay, whoever, uh, non-binary, whatever you are. If, if you're dating, a, if you're dating a person and you want to, and you know, you guys are getting to sexy time and you're like kissing, whatever. The trick is, if you are a giving fellatio or you're kissing, you just you just put your hand on the butt and you just let your mm-hmm. hand go by the cheeks. And then mm-hmm. while you're kissing, you like go to kiss the neck and then you bring your hand up by your nose and smell it. Okay, you <laughs> you put your hand and so you like because if you if if it, if it don't smell right, hey, I should be doing nothing. But you definitely should be doing no butt stuff if it don't smell good back there. I would be so devastated if I did that, smelled it, and was like, it stinks. Well, that- I'm like. <laughs> so horny all the time <laughs> that I don't know if it would stop me. I think I would just oh. be like, oh, <laughs> Nicole, well, I, was, I agree. I agree. I don't know if it would stop me, but I would definitely not enter that But it's region. just like, I just know this is for my knowledge. <laughs> and uh, the next time we hook up, I gently say, maybe you wash your butthole a little bit. <laughs> Go by, I live. <sighs> Are you, what is, like, on a scale of one to ten, how horny are you right now during quarantine? Um, During quarantine, I I mean, honestly, I think it is a wave, like, by the first, after, like, the first two weeks of whatever, I was, like, literally, like, a fucking feral cat. Like, I was, like, <laughs> I was literally walking around my apartment spraying things with my fucking taint, because I was so, I was just rabid for some attention, and then... It got really crazy by the end of March. And then now I think I'm in like a downward of the horniness. Same. And then I think it's probably going to get crazy again at some point. Monet, I was so horny for March in the beginning of April. (laughs) And then it has now teetered off a little bit. Like I was so horny that I would masturbate until the sun came up. (laughs) Like I would finish and be like, let me go to sleep. And then I'd be like, you can't sleep. 
you can come again. So it was nuts. I was like, should I text all the boys who've ever rejected me and see if they'll, you know, talk to me and give me attention? I felt in, I looked at my very gay roommate, John Milheiser, my roommate, John Milheiser. And I was like, John, would you, uh, have sex with me? He was like, no, ma'am. No, no. And I was like, oh, yes, yes. That would be silly. But like, maybe? Out of my mind. I bought a $200 vibrator that has an 200. actual flickering tongue. Word. And then it sucks on. There's like a pump that like sucks your fucking pussy. So it like Word. sucks the clit up to this tongue. And then it like goes to... Oh, boy. You see, I think sex toys for women are so... or um people who have vaginas are mm-hmm. so fierce like y'all have like yes. it's like the cadillac of sex toys we have <laughs> either a fucking fleshlight although i've seen someone on a, in a porn the other day this guy has a fleshlight that you just hold it and it like goes up and down for you so it's like oh. someone riding your penis or mm-hmm. giving you head i'm like oh that's kind of fierce but I've, I've never been into sex toys i don't know what it is maybe if i found the right partner i would but i just mm. sex toys just don't do it for me See, I got into sex toys because the right partner was me. And um, (laughs) I need a little bit of help. Uh, Yeah, like the first sex toy I bought was, oh my, I think I was in middle school and I didn't buy it. I stole it from Spencer's Gifts. It was a glow in a dark vibrator. And I would just quietly use it in my room until one day my sister was like, what is that noise at night? And I was like, who's to say? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is like what is going on over what there what is happening girl? <laughs> yeah. does you... she have a lawnmower in there <laughs> what's going on oh my god not a lawnmower <laughs> oh so I used to do this thing um, this back before Drag it's a long time ago like 2016 something like that I did this show called Trade to Trade with Sherry Vaughn in New York it was on her for her YouTube whatever we would interview like porn stars and other peoples and um uh, we had Boomer Banks on, and Boomer Banks bought us like some of his sex toys, and one of them was a flashlight. So I had, do, do you, you you know what a flashlight is? Oh, of course, it's yeah. a pocket pussy. Yes, yeah, a pocket pussy, and then but like so, it's in like this like canister. Yeah, it's and like you can, Pringles. Yeah, it's like a Pringles thing, but <sighs> you can take out the inside like this like the silicone part to clean it off, mm-hmm. whatever. And I, I I've never used it, but I was hooking up with this guy, and he is his dick was just so big. It was a big ass dick and it's just it's just one that i just could not take frequently so one mm-hmm. day i took out the innards of the fleshlight and i put it between my legs and in hopes that he would <laughs> fuck the fleshlight he went back there and he was like what is, what is what is going on with it i was like oh i don't know <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like touching stuff. He's like, "Is that is like what is that?" And we he puts the lights on and he sees the whole thing. And I was like, "I just wanted to try something new." And then I was like, and then as he was like, "Nah, I need the real thing." And I was like, "I'm literally turning around, face and pillow, crying." I'm like, "Here we go again." And then it was like he's just crying and trying to take the dick. But it, he was very blessed, but it was it was not sustainable. This having mm-hmm. a dick that big is just not sustainable. 
Honestly, I would love that. I would love to be with someone where every night I had an emotional meltdown because I was like, it's too big, but I just want it near me, but it's too big. I need him just fucking humping me. I want that. That's what I, I, I see it for myself. October 2020, that's what I'm getting. Well, I have a thing. I'm like, okay, because I always say big dicks are pretty non-functional, but, I, but also... And I do have friends, uh, male friends, who can take whatever, bitch. They're like, take, mm-hmm. like, a fucking jackhammer to my hole, and that's fine. But I just feel like, I just don't know how. But for women, or vaginas, it's different. Like, I, I don't know. I just. I think there's some. Well, yeah. Each vagina is different. Mm-hmm. Um, some adapt to, you know, expanding changes. Some don't. <laughs> uh, I think mine does. I don't know. I've shoved so many things in there. Who's to say? When I was little, I would always like look at cucumbers and be like, should I put that in me? And and I never did because I was like, either I put it in me and then it rots in my room or I put it back in the refrigerator and then I have to watch my family eat it. That's kind of pissed though. No! Like, <laughs> like, this cucumber says very great, Mary. What did you do with this recipe? <laughs> this cucumber's a bit salty. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, so can I ask? I like to ask all queens this just because I'm interested. Yeah. Um, do you have you encountered since drag race? Have you encountered more people trying to like fuck you on the road? I call them chuckle fuckers for comics. Chuckle uh, fuckers? Ben de la Creme called it a, a race chaser. Yeah, race chasers. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I have encountered that a lot, especially like when you're like at the club and you, you get on grind or whatever and you and they see your profile and stuff. So I but I I I do not like having sex with fans. To me, it's mm-hmm. just it I've had one bad experience with it. And then from that I was like, and it was at the beginning of my drag race start and whatever so i just from that point on i've just like written it off i'm like i'm not into it mm-hmm. i hate it um it was this guy in belfast and when i was in belfast ireland North, northern ireland for the first time mm-hmm. i was um covering hosting work the world so i'm there i'm living my life in belfast i get on the grinder and he hits me you know my profile picture everything he hits me up and he's like oh are you i'm on exchange i was like mm-hmm. yeah he's like cool but he didn't talk about anything else i was like okay at least he's not like completely talking about drag race. He just asked mm-hmm. me and then we like moved on the conversation. Then we hung out that that day. And then he, I um finally brought him back to my hotel room and we're um talking, whatever, and the drag race stuff starts. He's like asking me literally every single fucking question about the show. Is <laughs> RuPaul like this? What about Michelle Visage? Oh, the cartoon really do this. Oh, and that episode when the sp- I was like, then he mentioned the fucking oh, sponges. I was like, Jesus no. Christ. And then he started asking questions about Miss Cracker and this and the other. Then finally, literally this went off for about 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it's like 12.30 in the morning, like 1 o'clock in the morning. So finally, I just go, are we going to do this or like, are we just going <laughs> to talk about Drag Race? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I totally want to do it. So whatever, we, we fuck, we, I live my life, I top him, whatever. And then... I get back to the States and he gave me syphilis and it was my no. first STD ever. It was my first STD I've ever gotten. Uh. This motherfucker gave me syphilis and I'm going to, uh. and I have the receipts. I, he, about two weeks ago, I took a screenshot of it. He sent me a DM. I have forgotten all about him. He sent me a DM on Instagram and he was like, do you remember me from, from, from Belfast? And I was like, oh my God, this is him. Um, and I, I, what I want to do is invite him on my podcast with Bob and like talk to him about it. But I don't know if he will be into it, so we'll see. I mean, I think it would be 
I think he would be into it specifically because he's like such a fanboy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, there's here's your chance to be like, you gave me syphilis. <laughs> no, that would be such a fun. Right, you know what? You know what? You just gave me the gusto. I'm gonna send him a DM. I'm like, hey, hi, how are you? Woo, woo. Do you want to talk about the per- well, the first time we met and we how we fucked in Belfast? And I'll see if you. I think it'll be. I I wanna. I wanna like, bitch. Why you didn't tell me you had syphilis? Well, maybe uh-huh. you probably did it now, but still. But still, you gotta. I don't know. You can't just be giving out syphilis. I know. I know. I know. It's I know, so I know. rude. Gross, girl. My first STD, bitch. I lived, honey. I thought I had syphilis or something, and. My pussy was just like, not okay. It was like a science experiment down there. And I was like, I don't know what's happening. And nobody talks about like pussy health enough that I was like, I guess I have to go to the doctor. So I went to this like Armenian doctor who was open on a Sunday and he was like, oh, something's afoot down here. And I was like, don't say that <laughs> while you're down there. <laughs> and then he gave me all this medication. And then I was like, I don't know if I need to take all of this shit. So then I went <laughs> to Planned Parenthood and they were like, here, take this one pill. You'll be fine. And I was like, oh, okay. This man, he was not good. Don't Word. go to him. He's somewhere in Glendale. Um, <laughs> but Monet, we have to take a break. Okay. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Warning, things are about to get intense. Like when you stare into the eyes of someone that you really like for a full minute straight without blinking. Intense, intense heat, lasting plump from the hot new lifter plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, lifter plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts available in eight sizzling shades honestly my favorite is hot honey and cocoa zing i put it on my lips and honestly it did sizzle them it sizzled them right to the moon they were plump and juicy and everyone was like nicole can i and i'm like get in line can you take the heat find your shade at maybelline.com or a retailer near you Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors. 
big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DateMe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DateMe. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back! <laughs> oh, what a dream of a break. Okay, Monet. Yeah. I don't want to ask you too much about drag because I think that's like boring and like something you talk about a lot. But what is the most annoying question you get asked about drag race and drag in general? Ooh, um, definitely. It's not annoying. I just get it all the time. And I wish people would be a little bit more creative. It's like, um, how did you get your drag name? Especially, I've literally done like, 49,000 fucking interviews about my drag name. Mm-hmm. So when I do an interview or something with press and they ask about that, I'm like, girl, j- I mean, just go- <laughs> just Google it. You will get the answer more times than you care. Like, when I'm doing interviews, I'm like, ask, like, fun, creative questions. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you, you, I'm, I'm sure you sh- you're, you get this all the time. It's like, yeah. it's like the same boring questions. It's like, no, let's do something different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The question I, I get asked that. all the time is, how did you get nailed it? And I was like, well, you know, any person you see on television either is offered a part or auditions for it. That's it. There's only two <laughs> options for it. That's right. it. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, like, especially you. You're such a dynamic person. Like, you have like these podcasts and interviews and a, a TV shows where you're such a large and life personality. I'm like, there is an array of <laughs> things they can fucking ask you. How did you That's get nailed why- it? Yes, really? it's like, oh, okay. Well, here's this boring story about going to an office building. <laughs> <laughs> 
which been, I'm nailed it has been so fun for me dear Cordia you are so, oh, that viral clip you. that's going on of you right now with the fucking chocolate cake that shit is so damn funny <laughs> I live it was so I am constantly surprised by what they leave in because it is <laughs> ostensibly like a kid's show or yeah. not a kid's show but a lot of kids watch it but yeah the the chocolate cake thing where I, Jock goes for a piece of like chocolate cake and then he was like I will go for the darker one and I was like thank you I'm dark skinned and sometimes we get left behind I was like how great for maybe like some little white kid to see that and be like oh I guess I don't like playing with black dolls maybe I will today <laughs> You know, just trying to teach the children. <laughs> I believe, girl, the children is the future. <laughs> let them live and let them lead the way. I wish I could sing. Um, also, another question about your drag, just because I'm curious. Oh God, you please. wear like a lot of like kente cloths and like African inspired things and natural hair. Was that like a conscious choice? And was that something you did from the jump or did you find that later? Um, yeah, it's definitely something I've done from since the beginning, from mostly since the beginning of my career, because you know, um, that's like what I grew up seeing. Like I grew up like the, the women in my family love natural hair, and 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 they they really adorn these styles a lot. So I'm like, I want my drag to reflect the type of women that I see. You know what I mean? Because. Mm-hmm all these girls do the Marcel ways and they do this this and that. It's like all everyone doing everyone's doing the same thing. So I'm like, no bitch, I'm gonna do what I think is fierce and do it into in, in a cool way that's for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So as soon as I could afford things like those like I have these like I don't know how many inches they are. They, I have to say maybe 60 inch these like blonde dreadlocks I got made. Like that was what mm-hmm. back then that was like one of the most expensive things I ever bought. The wig was like a thousand dollars and for Oof. me back then spending a thousand dollars on a wig was crazy um but i was like it would to me it just felt so beautiful and so powerful to have these like dreadlocks and this like really ex- fierce expensive way so yeah it was always me trying to find ways to do a very black and very afrocentric mm-hmm. drag and to make it look as elegant as i could at the time I like it. It Thank makes y'all. me smile. Uh, I love when queens do natural hair or like box braids or dreads or anything like that. Just because it's so like stigmatized just in general in life. Mm-hmm. So to see a queen bring that to drag and then make it like opulent and elegant, it truly it like inspires me to be like, oh, yeah. Why not? Like right now I have my hair in braids. I know, with the shaved sides I love. Mm-hmm. So Thank cute. Thank you. Because I was like, why not do that? And maybe the next acting job I have, I'll be like, I'd like to have braids. Yeah. You know? Because sometimes people get stuck on one look and they yeah. like, they want it straight or they want it like blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I stopped wearing like the like Brazilian straight hair because I was yeah. like, why? Doesn't grow like that. So I'll do like the kinky relaxed if I'm going to do straight. Love. Or just like a big old curl or whatever. Just trying to, you know, be black as fuck because um, I'm black. Oh my god, have you seen Black as Fuck on Netflix right now? It's it's such a polarizing show. People like like fucking hate it or they love it. I a haven't lot. seen it. I but haven't yeah, seen it yet either. I've literally heard the only things people saying are like, "I love it." Mm, okay, black well, Twitter, work. kill me. Or like, I fucking hate this because of X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, yeah. y'all need we need. I know we're in quarantine, but like. I don't know. Nobody needs to know if you hate something. <laughs> right? Like, I just, you want to tweet, I hate X, Y, and Z. For what? Yeah. Does that make you feel better? 
like thousands of people from pre-production, production, post-production worked on this show and they Girl. weren't trying to serve you something terrible. Girl. Girl. Which, which is kind of what uh, Miss Tyra Banks are going through right now. But like old clips of top bottom surfacing. <laughs> I was like, okay, so back in um, d- uh, October, November, I was I like rewatched Top Model from season mm-hmm. one all the way up to season twenty two, and rewatching it, I was like, oh my god, some of this shit is crazy. <laughs> But now the internet is like they're bringing back the clips again, like the clip of her. Remember when she like made everyone different races? Like she made <laughs> the black girl Korean, uh-huh. she made the white girl Botswanan with like mm-hmm. like. And guys, I'm not talking about she just put them in like a, a head wrap or something. She literally painted them in like charcoal Bob the Drag Queen black from the, the crown of their head to the soles of their feet and like afros and this. It was like. But again, it was just such a different time. Yes. It's honestly, when you watch shit like that, it's like, don't try to get the person canceled now. Yeah. It's a period piece. We a thought period piece. people thought that was okay Down. back then. Yeah. And now we know, we know that better. Uh, blackface yeah. is not okay. <laughs> like we officially know it. It's bad. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a different time. It was a different time. And so not everyone's like trying to cancel Tyra now. I'm like, I no. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not on this train trying to cancel Tyra no. right now. No, I, I love completely. Tyra Banks. Me too. One of my favorite fucking episodes is where she wore that fat suit and Bitch. then she cried because she was like, nobody was nice Bitch. to me. <laughs> and then she brought those and then she brought those girls on stage. She's like, I know what it's like to be mm-hmm. you. I'm like, you do not. <laughs> you don't. You, you do don't. not, Tyra. You were in a fat suit on 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 probably the corner of Fifth <laughs> Avenue and 42nd Street. For for maybe an hour, You're, you you don't know what it's like, mom. Yeah, you truly don't know. It's so funny when people are like now I ain't got it. I'm like you don't get it till you walk into a Sears and they got nothing for you because <laughs> everything's uh, very old and you're twelve. <laughs> I've been saying my whole damn life, bitch. You don't get it. You know what I mean? Like I'm like Tara is, and or, or, or the episode when she when she cleared the entire studio audience out to um to interview Naomi uh Campbell, mm. and then Naomi walks in. There's a clip on Twitter the other day of Naomi walking out, but they added like because she walks out like regular, but there's no one in the studio audience, so it's just like you just hear her heels click clacking, <laughs> and it was just the most awkward thing. And that whole Tara's show, honestly, it was so good, and I it wanted was to come back. So so good. It was so funny. I feel like every talk show that ended maybe in like 2002 was just like peak talk showness. Down. Like Ricky Lake was just majestic. Ricky. Jenny Jones. I love Tyra. I was uh-huh. unemployed for a while when I was living in New York. I think this was like 2009. I had like quit my job at Lane Bryant and I was like in between jobs and I would wake up, put my blanket around me and sit in front of the TV, order pizza and watch Tyra. (laughs) And my roommate at the time, Jenny was like, Hey Nicole, have you thought about like going outside? And I was like, no, Tyra's all I live for. And she goes, can you just repeat what you said? (laughs) And I was like, Tyra's all that I, okay, I see your point. I should leave the house. (laughs) 
Yeah, man. Tyra was iconic. She was really iconic. Uh, I love she was her. so perfect. I love I loved when she tried to like fix relationships. And I was like, oh. I don't know if you know anything about relationships. Um, hello. Like I, I feel like I mean I was younger back then. So maybe I'm not I'm like on the up and up, but I feel like Tyra was known for kind of not being in relationships. So when she was, they weren't mm-hmm. successful. So I'm like, how are you out here counseling people? <laughs> And no shame is saying, but you don't got no man. Like, I don't, you know, like, that's why I'm not out here giving dating advice because, bitch, look at me. People often will ask me for dating advice and I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know. The whole podcast is me trying to figure out why I'm, I don't know. I have no idea what advice to give you. Let's see. What do I want to know about? Have you ever had a boyfriend? Yeah, so in my life, I've had I would uh, three serious relationships. Um, the one most recently ended um about I think a year, two years ago, about two mm-hmm. two years ago. Well, th- I think this Thanksgiving coming up, like Thanksgiving twenty twenty, make it two years the relationship ended because we y'all broke, broke up. up over Thanksgiving. Yeah, girl, we broke up on Thanksgiving. Oh no, girl, we broke up on Thanksgiving. I was oh. at um his family's house and we. <gasps> We broke up on Thanksgiving. <laughs> did you eat dinner with his family or did yes. you leave? Oh yes, I ate dinner God. with him. Well, we broke up Thanksgiving night. I ate dinner with his family and oh, the whole okay. the whole dinner and stuff, I was like, you know, I just don't think we're as compatible as I thought. And it was mm-hmm. it just and then we had a conversation that night, like when we went back to the hotel, because I we, we we stayed at his family's house one night because he was still mm-hmm. living at home. We stayed at his family's house. He was one, still living at home. One of the Monet, problems. One of the Monet, problems. Monet. I know. I know. I know. I'm a, what am I, I'm a sucker for a tall motherfucker, okay? <laughs> Let me tell you something. If you tall as hell, I mean, honestly, that's like 75% of the, of, of the battle for me. That's 70, <laughs> the rest of 25%, I can I can eat it. But if you are tall, bitch, I'm like, sign, see you deliver. I'm your you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yes. um, yes, they're still thinking. So we, we slept one night at his family's house. And the second night, I was like, yeah, let's get a hotel. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll pay for whatever. I would just rather do that. And then um, that night, we got back to the hotel and it was just, I just realized, I was like, yeah, this isn't the thing. And I felt like they were like still in love with their ex boyfriend. I was just mm-hmm. like, and they were like planning to move to New York, and I'm like, bitch, you still living at home? And this, I was like, I just don't think this is a thing. And then we kind wait. Of where were they it. living? So this is long distance. Yes, yeah, so they're living in California. Oh, yeah. So I was like, this, I just don't think this is a thing. And we just kind of came to agreement, like, this is not a thing. Fair. Mm-hmm. Did he stay at the hotel, or did they? Oh no, they left, girl. Oh no, wait, I, I don't remember. I think like this is so dramatic. We're like both like crying and shit. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you should go. But then I think they ended up sleeping at the hotel because he was dead set on driving me to the hotel. Because I was I was going back. I had a gig in the Grand Cayman Islands that Ooh. weekend. So Black Friday, I was mm-hmm. flying from California to the Grand Cayman Islands. So I had to like leave like that next morning. And he was like, I really want to drive you. I really want to drive you to the airport, please. So like he like oh, slept boy. on like somewhere in the in the room i don't know if it's on the other side of the bed on the couch or whatever and then he drove into the airport the next morning and then that was like the last time and we just like 
Yeah, it was so dramatic and so extra. How dramatic. <laughs> I have to take you to the airport. It's like, well, I can get an Uber. I'm good. No, I will be the one. No, very no, bad. Very bad. And then me, so the, the, the whole weekend was me and fucking the grad came to the islands crying and being all sad. And I, 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 you know, it's Sex in the City when, when, um, when Big leaves her at mm-hmm. the wedding and they go to Mexico. I literally felt like Carrie Bradshaw. I'm like, no, Patty, close the windows. No light, please. And then the next day, Pat was like, You have to come to the beach. You're in the fucking Grand Cayman Islands. Get Mm -hmm. your ass up. Let's go to the beach. And I was like, Okay. (laughs) And then I'm like on the beach, like trying to like get my life. It was so extra. I mean, I love being very dramatic. I was broken up with uh, when I was in New York doing some press stuff and we broke up i like started sobbing called all my friends they were commiserating with me and then my friend lion happened to be in new york so she came to my hotel room sat with me while i cried my friend josh came to the hotel room sat with me while i cried and then they left my friend jenny came and sat with me while i cried and then she rubbed my back until i fell asleep and then i woke up she wasn't there she was like nicole i had to leave you were just moaning in your sleep and sniffling <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm, okay. And then the next day, I was on Good Morning America, Work. and my eyes were so puffy. Oh my god, no! Nicole. I also showed up maybe like a minute before we were supposed to start filming. Ooh, I my. got in my car thirty minutes late. I woke up and I was like, oh no, because I've been, you know, I drank bottles and bottles of wine, being like, I can't believe you don't love me. So then there was a. Uh, I think I've told this story before, but whatever. There was two, no, four hosts, three kids, two chefs, and then me. And I was like, wait, what am I doing? And they were like, just what you do, I nailed it. I was like, I get, I have a prompter and they tell me what to do. And they're like, five, four, now. And I was like, I don't. (laughs) Oh my God. I look insane. Dang, Nicole. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Breakups feel they feel so crazy in the moment. And then like I guess is is how deep the relationship was. And our we were together from I thought what it was seven months or eight months like that. But it was like mm-hmm. one of those relationships that kind of progressed really quickly and we got like really deep really fast. Mm-hmm. So at the end of all of that, it was like it was it, it just felt like it was like the I was like I, I felt like I was dying inside for that, like for that for that next month, like until Christmas, mm-hmm. until like the new year. I was like, oh my god, I'm dying. And then New Year's happened, and then I, dry, I was I won All Stars. I was like, I don't need this. I'm living my life, girl. And then you know, and the guys before him were one was like a, a DL thug, and I was like in love with him. And mm-hmm. girl, I'm, I'm my dating past is so they're all so different. One was like this like tall white kid. One was this like DL Puerto Rican thug. One was this but girl, I'm just all over the map. <laughs> so you don't have a type? Just tall. Tall is literally my only prerequisite. Tall. I also really like a tall dude, but I have like bad depth perception. So I think I'm the same height as everybody. And the last dude I was dating, I was like, am I taller than you? And he looked at me and he was like, no, you're on an incline one. So then he like stood on the incline with me. And I was like, are you sure we're not just like the same height? So then he made me like turn my back to a wall. (laughs) Oh my and then God. put a marker on the wall, and then he, I like made me do the same thing to him. And he's like, "Now do you see that we are fully very? <laughs> di- I am a foot taller than you." And I was Word. like, "Ah, okay, okay." But I was like, "Don't you like this quirky thing about me that I don't understand height?" And I'll tell you something, he didn't. <laughs> 
I just, I have like love crystals and love candles that I light. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I <laughs> I know, I know. It's the craziest thing. And this like, but also, and then I'm like, and me, me fucking all these guys on Grindr, I'm like, is this like taken away from, and oh, here's the thing. I saw right before, oh my God, right before Corona started, I was kind of talking to this guy mm-hmm. and he's like a chef here in New York. And Ooh. like right before quarantine started, he invited me to his home. And um, he, like, made this beautiful, like, three-course dinner for me. And it was really Ooh. sweet and stuff. And I th- and he, I, honestly, there's nothing wrong with this guy. He is great, except for he speaks, like, seven languages. And English <laughs> is the least one that's... It's I mean, the seventh spe- one he learned? <laughs> right. And it, it, so talking to him on the phone and trying to communicate through quarantine has been, like... He just doesn't understand. I'm just gets I get so annoyed and I'm so over. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so how was your day? And he's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, great. I'm like, so what did you have for dinner? Yeah, okay. So we uh, we go. I'm like, bitch, what the fuck did you eat for dinner? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Very bad. It's one of those things where it's like. Communication is already difficult. There's like Zoom delays. Right. Uh, like calling someone on the phone sometimes doesn't feel natural. And then you just like put an accent on girl, top of that and not girl. being able to like really try to articulate what you're saying. <laughs> I yeah, that would that would make me so annoyed as well. Driving, but he was so sweet and he's so kind. But and he he honestly hit he hit me up today. He's like good every day. He'll like say good afternoon, good morning, whatever. And I'm just like I just don't respond. And I feel really bad. Mm-hmm. And but I just can't. I I, I can't. Sometimes you just can't. I can't. I mean, I, I don't want any person who has actively pursued me. I do not know why. Right. But if you pursue me, I don't want it. Right. I don't, like, it's very I don't strange. It. Nicole, why are we like this? I don't know. My therapist says I'm not broken. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't why know. Why are we like this? Why are we like this? They're like two or three guys that have pursued you. I'm just like, eh. Yeah, I don't, I I don't, don't know. I like pursuing, which like has not worked for me. So obviously I need to That's change right. something. Uh, the last dude I dated for like a little bit, I didn't like him at first. I like, so all of our interactions, I like was very short with him. Cause I was like, I don't, you're like too witty and I don't think it's going to translate in person. So like, I'm not putting any effort into this. Uh-huh. And then we met and I was, and I like looked at him and I was like, are you cute? I don't know. <laughs> and then we were talking and then I was like, Oh, he is like funny. And then he like thinks I'm funny, but is he cute? And then I was like, you can take me home. And he was like, I don't know. And I was like, you should take me home. And then we fucked. And I was like, while we were fucking, I was like, is this good? And then then, like a couple days later, I was like, I think all of it was good. I think I like him. And then he was like, he, then he like started to like heavily pursue me after our second date. And I was like, Hmm, I think I like this. And then it just truly fizzled because Corona hit. And then I was right. like, whatever, hit me up right. after Coronies. And he was like, okay, <laughs> uh, it's, it's longer. And then I got very drunk and was like, I'm deleting every match I've ever had on Hinge, Tinder, Uriah. I was like, I'm going to start fresh after quarantine. I don't like, I just, this drunk Nicole was like, I'm going to do it. And then I deleted his actual phone number. So now Damn. I can't. <laughs> 
down the call. I couldn't text him if I wanted to. I can't text anybody that I was talking to pre-quarantined because I just drunkenly did it. But you well, know. you know, but then now, now if they come back, that means that they, you know, like if they, they if, if if they come at you, will you accept? Like because um, they still have your number. I think so. Um, because I did say hit me up after quarantine. So like, gotcha. I mean, I was I fully was like I'm closing this door for now. Right. Uh, and then I completed the closing. I locked the door because I deleted his number. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I would like entertain it. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, well, I just. <sighs> I think I want to get on a, on a dating app. I think I want to do OK Cupid. Okay. I did try Tinder, and I had a lot of matches on Tinder. But I don't know. Something about Tinder seems really sketchy to me. Mm-hmm. And then the couple matches I did have. I was like, I just want to kind of have sex with them person. <laughs> and again, I don't think, I, I don't want to see, but I don't think having sex on the first date is bad. I mean, I don't. But I'm like, it's what I've kind of done. It's my, it's my pattern. So maybe I shouldn't do that. But I was like, this guy, I just want to see your dick. And I just wanted to like have fun yes. with it, you know? Well, people who say you should wait, I'm like, wait for what? Yeah. So I go out with you. I have a great time with you. I go, we go out again. We have a great time. You're like, come on. I'm like, and then like the third, fourth, fifth, eighth, I don't know, 10th date, you finally fuck. And you're like, all right. And then he pulls it out and it's nothing you've ever wanted to see. And then he fucks you bad. You know what I mean? I wasted time. You know what I mean? I will say this. If I wait to have sex and the dick isn't, ideal for me i would still i would probably still talk because i like everything else mm. like i would still probably try to pursue a relationship because now i like your personality i think you're funny i think you're whatever and yes your dick is not ideal it looks like a grated fucking uh uh piece <laughs> of pecorino cheese but i like everything else so i'm willing to accept this subpar penis because everything else seems great I mean, I'm not there yet. I, I have yet to meet someone whose personality was so overwhelmingly amazing that I'm like, all right, I'll take the subpar dick. I'm usually like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of here. I'm, I, this, this is not for me. Oh well, you know the guy that I, this, the chef guy. I've never seen his dick. We, we, we didn't hook oh. up. We did not hook up. We had, oh, and a little, sorry, a little more back to a story about this guy. Before I was on Drag Race and I was working at Industry Nightclub, he took me out on a date back then. And we went on that one date and then to this Mexican restaurant in Hell's Kitchen. I don't remember where. And we went on this date and it was, the date was fine. And then after that, we kind of just didn't chat after that. Mm-hmm. And then he popped up again when I came back from um, Asia, Australia. And people call me patient zero because I came back from Asia and that's when <gasps> Corona started popping off. America. So I might be patient zero. Don't tell me. Did anyone. you get sick? I did not. I had like one day, I had like a slight fever and then it lasted like 12 hours and then I was fine the next day. Those are the only symptoms I had. I was like deathly ill in December and I was like, did I have Corona in December? Oh my God. Nicole, maybe. Yeah, I might have. I was like really sick for like three or four days. Like I couldn't stop coughing and like my chest hurt so bad. And then I was like, sweating and I was in Portland and that it was cold. Sounds like it. It that was sounds so like bad. It. But it only lasted for like three days. Mm. Well because you probably have a really good immune system. You know what I mean? You be you Maybe. you be you be you be working that motherfucking pole girl. Mm. I'll be living I'll, girl. Oh my God. I 
was so sore the other day. I like climbed to the top of my pole three times. Work. And then I was like, and it's an eight foot pole. So like it's work and I'm a big bitch. So like it is work. <laughs> and then I was sore for like a full week. Like I have not gotten on it since. <laughs> work. If, if they do, if they do hustlers too, I know there can't be a two because it was a true story and whatever. Would you, and they were like, Nicole, we need you in this fucking movie. Would you do it? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I would love it. I was devastated that Lizzo didn't pole dance. I know. I was like, come on, Lizzo. Lizzo, she's right? out there like living. Like Lizzo could have fucking took a few classes and got her ass yes. in the goddamn pole. Down. I was, I was okay. I didn't like hustlers specifically because the 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 stories about scamming dudes and taking their money in a club. I didn't get enough of scamming dudes in the club. I was mm. like, I don't give a shit about your family shit. I don't give well, a yeah, shit that, like, yeah. your best oh, fucking okay. friends, and you eat together, you buy each other presents. <laughs> no, scam these dudes. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I have some friends that I'm still friends with that I went to middle school and stuff here in the city. And um, I have two friends who actively strip. And they were like, yeah, she's like, she's like, she's like, she's like 2008, bitch, we still scamming these motherfuckers. I was like, what? <laughs> Get it, bitch. I live, I mean, honey. Yeah, Cardi B got in trouble a while ago because she was like, yeah, drug dudes and take their money. And I was like, I was like oh, okay, yeah, maybe, I, maybe I wouldn't she say that out loud. Did. But also I was like, sex work is real work, one, two, it's dangerous work. You don't know what it kind of dangerous. situation mm-hmm. she was in that that happened. And I was oh, like, yeah. you have to take everything in consideration. It's... Such an interesting topic. I don't know why it's not decriminalized yet. Like, it's so weird. In Australia, it is, sex work is completely legal. Bitch, there are brothels everywhere in Australia. And I know, um, well, I don't know personally, but a friend was telling me, who, who's from Australia, and she was telling me, yeah, I have like two friends who have, they both retired, they're both 23 and they've retired because they've mm. made so much fucking money yes. from sex work in Australia. I'm like, why don't we fucking decriminalize it except for the fucking Nevada? And Nevada was just one of the most ridiculous names for a state. Sorry, y'all. My crunchy ass Spectrum Wireless conked out on me. <laughs> and they're scammers like Cardi B and her friends at the strip club. And I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what we were talking about. Well, me either. But I mean, we truly have come to the end of the episode. But I usually ask all my guests this. Sometimes I forget. But would you date me? Nicole, I would absolutely date you. And I want to make you this this proposal, too. If, I mean, would you ever be willing to bear children for people? Yes. Would you really? Would you yes. have a, would you, would you, would you have my gay baby? I would have your gay baby. Yes. That, oh, this I is mean, it's so a match exciting. Made in oh, my goodness. Imagine me pregnant. I would be so cute. <laughs> I would truly be the cutest pregnant lady in the world. You would. It would be, be so adorable. Uh, thank you, Monet. Okay, Monet, <laughs> do you have anything you want to promote? Um. Yeah, I just have the talk show, The Exchange Rate on YouTube. <laughs> um, we're now doing shows at home and for like everyone else. and But it's still really fun. I've had some really fun guests. Um, RuPaul, like Azalea. I just had JoJo. But do you know, leave ghetto. Yes, right now. Mm-hmm. She was so real and so dope. And hopefully one day we'll get Nicole Byer on the show. I want to do it. Yes, 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 yes. So we're going to have Nicole. And it's um and that and my, my podcast with Bob, Sibling Rivalry, which is always a hoot and a holler. And um yeah, that's it for now. 
Try to get Bob to record today, but somebody didn't answer my text message. She's a shady bitch. (laughs) I'm going to bother her again next week. Well, if you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can like it, you can subscribe, you can rate it five stars. If you hit on me and say something nasty, I will read it. This one says, (laughs) I want to test every one of your toys on you, one after another after another waiting just before you peek with pleasure to switch to the next one. Once I've used every toy on you, we'll scissor till the cows come home. Then we'll milk them. (laughs) And turn some into ice cream to eat. That's very funny. (laughs) Wow, that is a proposal. And you should say I do. I I do. Okay, (laughs) bye-bye. Bye. has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.